Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready for a different kind of Vegas experience with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome to Vegas. You know that Vegas is the tribute artist capital of the world, and we only bring you the very best, and today's guests are no exception. Sabrina and Dan Sia join us to discuss their tribute to Olivia Newton-John, Now, in case you only think of Olivia when you think about the movie Grease, you need to look at her Billboard hit list, which range anywhere from country to blue-eyed soul to disco and beyond. And the Sia's captured that career in both newly released albums and a new stage show. Our great team of Vegas experts join us today as well. In fact, today's show features an expanded episode of Your Vegas Insider with Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com discussing the decline of tips in Vegas. Mr. Big is here too, discussing Meyer Lansky's brother. You probably don't know a lot about him, but as Mr. Big states, that last name kept him safe. And finally, the Wizard of Odds, Michael Shackelford, discusses his favorite machine game, video poker. You like the music of Olivia Newton-John? I sure do. Well, if you want to see the almost same exact thing, (laughs) because the, the voice, the essence is so much... Our next guest is here to help. Her name is Sabrina Plaisance Sia, and with her is her husband and partner and all of the stuff, Dan Sia. He's a drummer. He's put together some of this great stuff. They do more than just Olivia Newton-John, by the way, I got to say. There's a show called The Glamorous Ones. There's uh, Madonna's Immaculate Tribute, which I find fascinating. Uh, let's talk to them about it. So first of all, Sabrina... Is that the sort of thing... I mean, you're obviously a great singer and stuff. Do you go out and try to find, like... Who would be the best people? Because you are a tribute artist and you look a lot like Olivia Newton-John, but it strikes me you bring your own essence to it. Um, Well, uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, So, you know, I've actually been a professional vocalist and performer for about 20 years now, and we have... um, maybe the last five or six years have been thinking about shows that we can create on our own and just different ideas. And we're always brainstorming, Hey, who's not out there? Who's not, you know, who would people like to see? Um, and that's kind of, and then plus we say, okay, what's my voice type? And, you know, we kind of go from there and we got the idea to do the Madonna show, um, maybe six years ago, five years ago. And we hired a friend of ours, Paige Strafella, to be our Madonna. She has a beautiful voice. She sounds amazing as our Madonna. And basically, that is uh, that show is a celebration of the music of Madonna. And um, yeah, and so then with the Olivia show, we got the idea about two years ago, right before quarantine, right before everything shut down. We um, we went. We were on a road trip. I watched my husband do a show with the Bee Gees Gold tribute. They're a Bee Gees tribute, and um, 
we were driving home and I said, oh man, I had just had a baby like two years before that and I was ready to get back out into the performing world and we just kind of brainstormed Olivia and believe it or not, her voice just really suits my voice type and we ran with it and then the world shut down and we just kept on running with it. <laughs> well, you guys do a great job too of, of picking up all those decades, I mean, there's this, there's this kind of, when you talk about Olivia Newton-John, uh, she just wasn't somebody that was a flash in the pan. She went over a long period of time. And Dan, was that something when you put all this together in terms of a production, do you try to tell us a story? It's more than just, uh, okay, my wife's a great singer. She's going to go up and sing some Olivia Newton-John songs. There's a lot more to it, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. Because, well, first of all, with like the artists that we've chosen, they have such a huge catalog. Like when we started with Madonna, it was just like, where where do we take this like she's got so many different you know decades that she's kind of been a huge hit in so we kind of with that one we kind of told a story from like you know 1983 when she started up until kind of i would say probably about early 2000s kind of Mm -hmm. is the music that kind of hit us so that's it kind of starts on a journey from 83 and goes all the way up with the olivia one she's got so much of a huge output as well so it was just which yeah, ones hit right. us in our heart basically and we looked at what were her number one hits and we wanted to hit upon everything that everyone would love um in that in that generation that was that were listening to her in the country um with her country um style, style and then she moved on to her 70s um romance and rock and you know um, and then up into her 80s kind of you know the physical. big physical number so yeah, it's just a good, that show's a really great mix of everything. It's like, you know, if if you like country, we got that. If you like, you know, Blue Eyed Soul, that's all there. Like Grease the musical, Xanadu the musical, you know, so. And that one definitely tells a story. We start with Xanadu and we work our way through the country section all the way through her duets and her big number one hits. And we end with Grease and a, basically a Grease sing-along ending. So it's a fun little journey for the audience, I think. Absolutely. Well, Sabrina, is it fun in terms of there's so many different styles with her? I mean, and I was looking at the list of uh, the song list and I'm thinking, my God, that's really true because it, there's just so many different things she does. Was it fun for you because it kind of keeps you, I don't know, as sharp as you possibly can be from a musical standpoint? Absolutely. I feel like I almost had an Olivia Newton-John masterclass while learning this show. And I was watching all of her concerts that are on YouTube from the 80s and 90s. And she does not hit sour notes. She is so, she's just really good at what she does. And I literally emulated her everything, her style, her tone. I wanted to sound just like her. And I feel like I kind of got a master class from her through doing that. Um, because she just, I mean, there was no auto-tune in the 80s when we were <laughs> when she was doing <laughs> yeah. these concerts. So, um, yeah, it, it was a stretch vocally. And it, I can, you know, I still, obviously, I'm still practicing her music every couple of days. I sing through everything because I want to make sure that once we our show is up and running, I am, I am ready. <laughs> I'm ready to tackle it. Does it put you in a good mood? And the reason I say that is I think of Olivia Newton-John. I think I saw her when I was like 17 or something years ago. And I remember she just smiles all the time. And, and, and all the stuff I've looked at, I would think that maybe to sing her, you have to pick up that kind of uh, her aura a little bit, right? To kind of uh, to, to be in that mood. It isn't a matter of just taking the music and singing it. You kind of have to bring a little of her to it. 
Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And she does. She's so she's such a happy human. And I find if I'm struggling in certain parts, like, okay, how did she get this tone here? If I watch one of her music videos, it's always because she was smiling when she did that. So I'm just really, you almost have to have a smile on your face the whole time because she she just she's a very happy, loving person. And she's fun to emulate. Um, She's not, you know, there's there's Madonna where there's so many different character things to choose from but olivia really her character is just a nice person herself, yeah it's really. just herself back with more from olivia newton john tribute artist sabrina plaisance and her husband dancia in just a moment just a reminder for great classic sports it's sports r-a-c-x which is available on radio stations nationwide and wherever you listen to podcasts that's Sports, R-A-C-X. It's short for Sports Rockin' Tours. And later today on Sports Rockin' Tours, as it is the NFL Championship weekend, we thought we'd look back at the start of one of the great dynasties of the Super Bowl era, the San Francisco 49ers with Joe Montana and Bill Walsh. 49er longtime public relations director Jerry Walker joins us in the conversation. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Manchi, coast to coast on the Talk Media Network. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. By wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call the Diabetic Health Hotline today and learn about the latest CGM technology. A CGM can immediately reduce pain. It's accurate, easy to use, and helps you make better diabetes treatment decisions. And if you have Medicare, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Plus, get free shipping and we'll bill your insurance company for you. Call now to receive your new continuous glucose monitor at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Paid for by U.S. Medical Supply. Call 800-273-2295. That's 800-273-2295. Again, 800-273-2295. That's 800-273-2295. You hear Mr. Big every week on this show. Now Mr. Big invites you to visit him online and save some money. All his books are now on Kindle, and he's got a variety of books, fiction and nonfiction, including The Life and Times of Frank Balsteri, books on casino games, and much more. You can buy the Kindle and save even more money. Go to MilwaukeeMob.com. That's MilwaukeeMob.com. That's MilwaukeeMob.com. Boy, man, I had a rough night's sleep. Boy, I got a letter from the IRS yesterday and I I just couldn't sleep. Man, I'm I'm dying here. Somebody help me. IRS problems affect more than just your finances. If you're ready to take back control of your life and you owe more than $10,000, you need to call the tax doctor. Their expert staff can immediately protect you from the IRS and state collectors and get you the best possible tax settlement guaranteed. The IRS has recently released new programs geared in helping struggling taxpayers, where you may qualify to settle your tax debt and wipe out up to 85% or more of what you currently owe. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call the tax doctor right now. See if you qualify to pay less. Call 800-511-6983. That's 800-511-6983. Again, 800-511-6983. That's 800-511-6983. 
let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Sabrina Plaisance and her husband, Dan Sia, who have co-produced The Olivia Show, The Glamorous Ones, and Madonna's Immaculate Tribute. Have you never been that low? Have you never tried to find the comfort from inside? to hear your song Have you never let someone else be strong Character things to choose from but Olivia really her character is just a nice person Yeah, it's just herself Yeah, exactly Now, I gotta ask you, Dan because her music varies so much, I mean, you think of the, I could imagine that the crowd loves the Grease stuff because, I, you know, as long as I remember that movie out, people have enjoyed that thing. I think when I'm in my dating days, I took four different people to see Grease because everybody <laughs> wanted to see it, you know? So is it is it important for you to set up that song list in such a way where you kind of build the audience up, you get them all excited, then move down and then pull, I mean, is there is there a uh, kind of a pattern to the show in terms to keep the uh, momentum uh, kind of even even keeled? Yeah, definitely. It, it took us a while to kind of figure out where to exactly place everything within the show just to get it right where it, you know, kind of builds and builds and builds. And we just wanted to, you know, take everyone to that exciting point right at the end where everyone can get up and sing along. We've got the lyrics on the screen where they sing along with the Grease stuff. And so... <laughs> Yeah, it was just, it was a really hard thing to balance because she's got so many great, like, up-tempo numbers, but she's also got, like, these tender ballads, too. Yeah. So, like, how do we make it all flow? And I think we got it now. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, the song Physical, as I think back of it, a lot of people might forget it, but as soon as you see it in your show, it brings, if you were around at that time, it brings back, that was a huge hit at the time. And uh, Sabrina, I got to think you got to spend some time in the gym because, as I recall, <laughs> that, that song, you know, if, if you go along with trying to, to match her moves on that, is pretty uh, taxing from a physical standpoint. Oh, my goodness. Yes, she has a concert. I think it was from the... It was like 81 or 80. She has a concert where she literally does an extended version of physical, and she does a full-on routine. Like an aerobics routine. Like an aerobics routine. She brings the skip rope out. She, she's like jumping back. And then she goes right into a big ballad after that. Now, mind you, when she was doing that, she was probably in her, what, early 30s, late 20s. Yeah. So I'm a little bit older than that now. <laughs> um, so, you know, I do. I absolutely have to stay fit. Weren't you practicing one a couple yeah. of times while you were exercising? While I'm exercising, I try and sing because it's exhausting. Now, I might not do that exercise routine, but I definitely will bring the spirit of um, of that physical uh, music video to that because it's so fun. And what's crazy is there was so much controversy surrounding that yeah. she she was banned from a few um, from a few radio stations, and it, I mean it's like sweet Olivia Newton John. Yeah, exactly. How was she? How was she banned? And she actually, I read her book, and she said that. Um, 
you know, compared to what's on the radio today, that song sounds like a lullaby because it was so innocent (laughs) and compared to, you know, what we have on the radio today. So it's just funny how music has definitely changed and what's accepted has definitely changed over the years. No question about it. And for the two of you, if you bounce back and forth between the Olivia show and the Madonna show, I mean... That's two totally different human beings, right? With with a different outlook on life and so forth. So it must be probably it's kind of fun, huh? To kind of you know give yourself a really uh, solid uh, kind of a balance of of all the uh, the great singing from the seventies, eighties, nineties, etc. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you know, thankfully we have another singer doing the Madonna stuff yeah. because that you know. <laughs> For me, vocally, that's I don't really match Madonna as I as much as I match um, Olivia, but our singer definitely does. But for Dan, he's got to go from all these different genres. But that's kind of how you train. That's what I do, and, and like because I'm in a whole bunch of other tributes as well. I, I'm in Bee Gees Gold, so I've got the Bee Gees there. And then I do an Elvis tribute called All Shook Up. So a little bit of everything. Uh, and, and it must I, be I like fun, it. right, Dan? I yeah. mean, I imagine, you know, for those of us that love music, it, it's got to be kind of fun to go back and really you're uh, singing some of the great songs of our time. Yeah, definitely. And it, it, it's it's fun for me because it keeps me on my toes doing different things. I love the variety. And, and it's also fun to see, you know, just the people in the audience. that They love that stuff. It's like, you know, it's just... I feel like it's just hitting them, you know, right in the core where it's the music that they grew up with. And so you can see the smiles on their faces and they just love this stuff. So it feels good. More with Olivia Newton-John tribute artist Sabrina Playsounce and her husband and partner Dan Sia in just a moment. Time to visit the Vintage Vegas Crime Modder with Mr. Big. Today's topic, what it's like to be the relative of a mob figure. You all know who Meyer Lansky is, but do you know who his brother is? Mr. Big does. Today we're talking about Jake Lansky, Meyer Lansky's brother. Interesting to know that Meyer loved his family. There's no doubt about that. Meyer Lansky went out of his way to help as many people out as he could that he was blood-related to, as many people did, especially many people that grew up in the Jewish families out in the, that came from the Soviet Union, Eastern Europe. They were very close to their families. They loved them a great deal. And he loved his brother, Jake. Jake might not have been the smartest tool in the shed, the sharpest guy in the block, but you could tell him to do certain things, he would do them. He was good at going to the airport and picking some money up. He was good about going to the time of shop and bringing back the right types of bagels. Now, and people say, well, why did people give him a hard time? Well, because you have, you know, you have Meyer, and you have his kind of off-brother. Why did people pick on him? I'll tell you why people didn't pick on him. Bugsy was his good childhood friend. Frank Costello was his good childhood friend. Are you going to tell me that anybody in the right mind was going to bully Jake Lansky with those two people, with his friends? I think they'd maybe do it one time, and then we'd find them floating in a bay someplace. He didn't screw with Meyer Lansky's brother. He didn't screw with his family at all. Jake did things in Vegas. He also did a lot of interesting things in Cuba. And his biggest claim to fame is he used to park his car in front of the casinos he was working with. It was really helpful for the FBI who knew exactly then where he was and what he was doing. Because, you know, you don't park your car with the tags on it when the FBI can see it. Because, well, they, they know. But, um, yeah, 
He's an interesting guy. I, I have to appreciate the fact that Meyer loved his brother so much he kept him around. More from the Vintage Vegas Crime Blotter again next week with Mr. Big. And remember, you can always check out everything about Mr. Big at MilwaukeeMob.com. He's got books on crime and gambling, as well as some really cool merchandise. That's MilwaukeeMob.com. Don't forget to listen to Sports Rock and Tours for the very best in classic sports, available wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi nationwide on the Talk Media Network. Hi, I'm Lisa Gay, and you're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps. I'm Stephen Maggi, and I'm chatting with Olivia Newton-John tribute artist Sabrina Playsounce and her husband and partner, Dan Sia. And we recorded all of the background vocals for it. We got um, a handful of singers and musicians from um, from Las Vegas and from the world that I that we had both worked with, and had them record on their end for the duets and for um, solos and different things like that. And and we just kept running with it for the whole two years, and just kept plowing through and still creating that and still creating the album and we had so much music that we actually split it split it up into two different albums and we already released the first album which is called magic and the second album just released i can't help it and it's basically um our tribute to olivia newton john and the music and feel of the 70s and 80s and you're right yeah you could just you could listen to olivia newton john and i recommend that you listen to olivia newton john but we're just a different take on her music and we um we're just trying to add to the music of the world basically just something fun for us to do, you know, whether people like it or not. We had a great time doing it, and we hope people like it. Yeah. You know? Oh, I think they'll love it. I think they'll love it. If you like Olivia Newton-John's music, you're going to love this, and it's a great... Yeah, it's a a great look back, and uh, really kind of fun times, and I I like... The nice thing about it, too, is you got a nice variety of things and so forth. There's something for everybody. I got to say, though, you must be really happy, you know... Being around Vegas and having the kind of friends you do—I mean, it's—it's it's good to have friends with all that talent where you could do something like this. Oh my goodness, we are so lucky. You know, we've been performing for the last twenty years. We we met on cruise ships um, about eighteen years ago. I think we met on cruise ships, uh, whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and we, um, we've been perform- we performed on cruise ships for about 12 years. And then we came to Vegas and we've been in shows in Vegas. And we have so many talented friends. And we are so lucky that we were able to reach out to some really talented friends. And they just said, yeah, of course, we'll do it. It was such a great start for us we I mean you want to talk about doing different genres we would be on a ship where there were three different shows and one would be maybe a swing show and another would be a rock show and then another would be a Broadway show I mean you literally had to stretch so far we had to do like big band sets or small jazz sets or like rock shows or whatever it, it was, was a, a wonderful experience for us and we met a lot of talented people uh, along the way and I know I grew as a performer from when I started in my early 20s until now that I really grew as a performer doing that well uh, again it's a place where because there's so many things that you do like you said from big bands to rock to country whatever it also you can kind of see where you go and you can find out what you're really the best at and so forth and the, the interaction right. Okay, you're, you're going to hit the road now. Okay, you've got a show coming up, a Madonna show in Sun City. Is that right? It's January 29th? Yeah, that's right. It's right here in uh, Vegas in Henderson, Sun City Anthem, it's called. And, uh, yeah, we're getting together the whole band again. It's, uh, it's a big band. It's, uh, you know, talk about big band music. This is a, a show with the five-piece horn section. Wow. So, yeah, it's a full ten-piece band. So it's kind of a different take on Madonna's music basically. It's kind of like somebody said Chicago meets oh, yeah. Madonna. Love it. And, Chicago meets Madonna. Yeah. Yep. And Dan, you know, Dan wrote the charts for all of this and transcribed everything from Madonna's music and and it's that's not easy. No, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> well, and I love the idea because you can Chicago anything for me. I love I, you bring horns in, you're going to make it only better. So, yeah, I love to see that. That sounds terrific. And then you're headed up to Canada, too. So that must be something. Uh, we, we haven't been crossing the border much in these last couple of years. Uh, are you excited no. about that? That's the Olivia <laughs> show, right? Yes, we're bringing the Olivia show to Canada in May. And um, that's. Dan's old stomping ground. He's Canadian. So we are super excited. Uh, we have not seen family for, uh, what, two and a half years now? Up there, yeah. So we are really excited to do this show and see family and just get, get started with Olivia full steam ahead. We're ready. We're ready to get her into venues and theaters all around the country and, and just start working. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's terrific. In the meantime, let's tell people how they can, first of all, get the album. What's the easier? There's two albums. You know, I can't help it. A magic word. How do we get those? Um, best place to get it is my website, sabrinaplaisancecia.com, and or you can go to any streaming site. I think we will, but Sabrina, just to help people here, could you you mind spelling it for us? Absolutely. Um, It's S-A-B-R-I-N-A-P-L-A-I-S-A-N-C-E-S-I-A 
Dot com. <laughs> wow. Well, at least you married somebody with a with a C is easy. So that, yeah. right, I like right. That. I know. <laughs> I wanted to squeeze it all in. <laughs> well, we'll stay in touch with you. Let us know when uh, the Vegas uh, acts uh, start coming because you'll, you'll be in Vegas all the time with this Olivia show when once it gets there. In the meantime, we will go there, and you can look her up if you remember how to spell that. Uh, if not, you can go to our <laughs> website and see it. But you can go on YouTube. It's well worth the time. Uh, just watch. Watch a couple of those and you'll be sold. Sabrina and Dan, thank you so much. Best of luck to you. And we hope to have you on again. Oh, thank you thank so, you much, so for much for having us. We really appreciate it. When you come to Vegas, do you always head out for the video poker machines? They are very popular and they're all over and in any number of offerings from five cents up to $25. Do the denominations change the odds? Well, that's a great question for our Wizard of Odds, Michael Shackelford. Is there any advantage to betting more? Some people say, gee, if you bet 25 cents, it's better than 5 cents, but it's really better to bet a dollar. It depends on the casino. On the Strip, you will find the better pay tables in the high limit rooms. However, out here like at the Orleans, sometimes their best games will be actually very low limit so they can advertise that we have this 100% game. But you're, you're never going to find a 100% game at a high denomination because then the video poker advantage players will, will play it all day long. So the best games at some casinos, not very many, are, are at the very low denominations. But as a rule of thumb, the higher up you bet, the better the pay tables and the better odds you get. Thanks, Michael. Remember, it's important to know the odds when you're in a casino, and you can know them by visiting wizardofodds.com. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Manchie, coast to coast on the Talk Media Network. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. Call 800-923-8625. That's 800-923-8625. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? 
low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airline travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. Call right now, 800-267-1806, 800-267-1806, 800-267-1806. That's 800-267-1806. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps. Time now to touch base with your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. Scott joins us for an extended visit to talk about tipping in Vegas. In the world of the service industry, the folks who get tips it's a, it's a tricky business for the IRS, for employers, and for these employees because you're technically supposed to pay taxes on all the money you make. Well, in a tip-driven job, it is really difficult to gauge how much someone makes in tips. So the government, the IRS, works with employers to take kind of a best guess. And the term is tip compliance, which means they're picking a number that it's assumed this individual makes, kind of an average tip per hour. It is often much, much lower than what they actually make, but the government wants something, so they pick this number. Tip compliance means this is the stated amount that this individual makes in tips, and that's what they pay taxes on. Well, um, this is renegotiated every three years, and for a certain period of time now during the pandemic, the IRS has kept that number low uh, because they understand people are struggling. Well, now they're they have shifted gears again, and uh, one individual that I talked to, uh, the, the, the rate that he has been given for some time now is uh, 16 or $18 an hour as his, as his tips. That's what he pays taxes on. Well, now it has jumped up to $70. Oh. So that's a huge jump up uh, in what is being claimed and what taxes are being paid on, and this is be- going to be a huge disruption to folks in the service industry. So it's, it's a complex issue, but it's just a big jolt to folks in the service industry. Many have been struggling the way this is structured on some evenings because this, this hourly rate does not change. The business might be higher than that number. The business might be lower than that number, but you're still paying taxes on the same amount. They could actually have so much taken out of their check that they get a check for zero dollars. So that's what's happening now. And um, it, so it's going to cause quite a quite a brouhaha, I believe. Uh, the IRS has a tough job. Employers have a tough job. These employees, it's very, all very confusing and challenging for them because it's going up 500%, 600% in some cases. Uh, and it has a lot of fallout. Very interesting realm. Vegas obviously affected by this, I think, more than any other destination because obviously big cities have restaurants and places where people get tips. But in Vegas, it's really primarily tip-driven in so many jobs. Let's talk about Vegas and tips because – I understand it's kind of a, a weird situation because on the one hand, with the pandemic and stuff, a lot of people feel for the folks that are working in the service industry. You know, we're hurting for people out there, so they want to help them. On the other hand, I've understood in Las Vegas, even some of the NFL players that come into town, very wealthy individuals, sometimes aren't great tippers. So what's kind of the scenario going on right now? 
Well, I have I have some theories about this. I think it's pretty well acknowledged that tipping is in decline. Uh, I think a lot of that has to do with a cultural change, and, and I call it kind of the decline in civility, because tipping is just this. It's the there's no rules, right? So there's no set amount. If somebody wins a million dollar jackpot, there's no set amount they tip. There tends to be a guideline of 15 to 20 percent at a restaurant, but if there's it, that all comes from kind of a f- sense of generosity and a sense of obligation and just it's just this cultural agreement that I think is starting to decay and I think part of that is coming from the stress of the pandemic. I don't feel like it's an economic thing. I feel like it's people are just treating servers worse uh, and they're doing it in what they're saying and they're doing it in tipping. There's more dine and dash that's happening now and it's just a, it's a fascinating and sad trend. Uh, one of the most shocking things I have to say of my last year of blogging and, and doing social media is I will occasionally post that someone has won a million dollar jackpot and not tip at all, not a dollar. This has happened multiple times. Three out of four of the last million dollar wins have tipped zero and one person tipped $40 on a million dollar win. I post this as a way to say, as a reminder, a helpful reminder that these individuals who facilitate your jackpot are important and you should thank them because if if they weren't there, you'd be sitting in front of a slot machine with no money. It would just be a machine with a million dollars on it. One of the biggest shocks is how many people chime in to say, what did they do? Why did they deserve a tip? Why would anybody tip them? Like it is, it's half the people who chime in are actually saying, why would I tip? And, wow. and that is a huge, huge shift in mentality and treatment of uh, just frontline employees, casino employees. It is a remarkable change. And I feel like it, is, it has happened and accelerated in the last couple of years. And it's, it, it trickles down to bartenders and servers and just the way these folks are treated. There, there's no real uh, pressure, no embarrassment if you don't tip. Yeah. There doesn't seem to be that cultural agreement has just started to erode. And there's still a lot of very generous tippers. This is a broad brush I'm painting with. Um, and thankfully, folks that are getting tips are still, they're making a good living, even during a challenging time. But more and more, I hear stories uh, that are just shocking to believe. People will run up a $300 tab and leave $5. This happens over and over and over again. And there are a lot of things that these venues can do. Uh, a lot of restaurants are actually thinking about getting a credit card up front for the dine and dash, but that doesn't help the servers. Right. They have to do an auto gratuity. People don't like auto gratuities, but I think that's what it's coming to is people rely on this income, tip in- income, and that's the way to get it. You got to do an auto gratuity. Usually here, if it's a party of six or more, they'll do it, but I think they're going to start doing it for parties of four, uh, maybe for everybody. It's hard to say, but I think, um, you know, everybody is seeing that trend and it's, it's hard to watch. To I, I love the fact that you talk about civility because I couldn't agree more. And don't you think that kind of gets. People complain about Vegas, like, oh, they're nickel and dynamite, and, and I'm very sympathetic to that. I mean, we, we've talked about it a number of times on the show, but this is the other side of it, too, right? I mean, all of a sudden, gee, they're not as happy to see me in there. Well, part of the reason is you're changing the atmosphere. If it's going to be dog-eat-dog, uh, you know, you hope you're on the right side of that. Yeah, I, I, I think I know what you mean. It's kind of uh, the perception of Las Vegas. There's, there's a group of folks, you know, the other day there, I listed some hotels here in town. There were probably four or five where the, the room rate was $9, $9 a night. So in my world, it, it depends on what, you, what your focus is, right? So if you focus on, holy cow, I can get a room on a Las Vegas Strip for $9. That's amazing. But you've got another group of people who right out of the gate are going, what's the resort fee though? So the resort fee can be 40 or $50. So in my world, 
I'm still thinking I'm getting a room on the Las Vegas Strip for $60. Unbelievable value. But there are some who focus on, yes, nobody loves resort fees, but they can't enjoy things. They've got to go, they've got to go after it. They have to pick at it. Why would I tip 20% when my drink took an extra two minutes? You know, it's, <laughs> there's such a feeling of entitlement. I think there's just this growing you know, you've seen it on planes. You've seen it. You've seen it in road rage. You've seen it in, and you definitely see it in casinos, at bars. The tone that people take, and the whole syndrome of asking of asking for a manager for everything, like that, is a very strange um, mood change in Vegas. And honestly, I think the pandemic it has, you know, masks, for example, mm-hmm. create a barrier between people. You're having to shout. You can't understand. A lot of people resent wearing masks. So there's already this animosity. These frontline employees are being asked to enforce these mandates like that relationship has changed because it used to be the bartender is your best friend and now the bartender is the guy reminding you you got to put on your mask between sips of your drink so that those things are cultural there are business aspects there are legal aspects there's political aspects but i I think vegas is caught right in the middle because in a town where you know hospitality is king gratuities make (laughs) make vegas run being nice to people, welcoming people. You know, it's hard to welcome somebody to your bar or restaurant by scolding them, you know, for doing something wrong and not and sitting in the wrong spot. Or, you know, I, I think that general feeling is uh, Vegas used to feel carefree, and it doesn't necessarily feel carefree now. Um, I, I think it does for a lot of folks. I still feel carefree, uh, but that's because I focus on the positive. I focus on the, you know, I focus on the $9 room rate, not the $50 resort fee, but that mentality shifts shifted for a lot of people and they do have that feeling of being nickel and dimed even though vegas is this incredible value in most cases uh but if you're going to cherry pick the you know the negative things you can just like in life thanks scott make sure to visit scott's site every week it's vitalvegas.com coming up next is sports rock and tours go to sports racx wherever you listen to podcasts that's sports racx it's short for Sports Rock and Tours. And please follow both Vegas Never Sleeps and Sports Rock and Tours on all social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening today. This is Stephen Manchi reminding you Vegas Never Sleeps. Vegas, here we go! Are you being audited and do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Is the IRS threatening to take more of your money? Don't fight the IRS alone. The tax doctor is here to help you negotiate a lower tax bill. The IRS can freeze your assets and seize your bank accounts, but you can stop these IRS actions. The tax doctor will fight for you using industry secrets that can stop any IRS actions, eliminate penalties and interest, and reduce your past tax bill so you pay the IRS less. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call the tax doctor now for a free IRS audit emergency review. Call 800-515-4956. That's 800-515-4956. Again, 800-515-4956. That's 800-515-4956.